0: is the Super Cage Professionals Podcast. Interestingly enough, recording during the daytime. A bit of light outside. It's a bit different. Peter Hanscom, uh, with me, mate. A uh, bit different, bit different. It is, isn't it? Yeah, it's uh, a little bit
1: uh, little bit weird, but yeah, no, it's all good. We're not, <laughs> we don't always live in the, in the dungeons without the
0: lights on, so yeah. here we are. Here we are, and of course, I'm Paulie G. Paul Grazadka with you, as always, uh, even if Late, better late than never. I mean, we may as well get straight into it with the injuries. And uh, Jack de Bellin um, been playing with this hip injury, um, basically taking countless pain killing injections, doing whatever it takes in inverted commas to uh, to play Origin and all the rest of that. But it might not bode well for his supercoach performances and also playing um, on the weekends um, in, the, in the NRL. So Pat's saying, not sure what DeBillen has injured exactly. I'd be tipping him to be rested if he's battling that much to play. Um, Wade Graham underwent facial surgery to repair a fractured cheekbone. So he's out for an extended period. Luke Lewis also out with a calf injury and Jack Williams out for the season. He tore a peck so we see Scott Sorensen and Kurt Cape will suddenly become super-coach relevant again. Another person to fracture a cheekbone was Manu Ma'u. So pretty much the only guy at the year was worth owning. He's now gone. Um, they have a buy next week as well. So you're not really going near there. Um, Luke Bateman, he's set to mix four weeks after going minor, underwent minor knee surgery. Um, Pat saying four weeks is about right for a simple arthroscope. It depends how much digging around the surgeon had to do, but an average of four weeks is fair. And Mahe Fanua, well, he probably is out for the season. He suffered a broken arm six to ten weeks on the sideline. So regardless, your super-cage season is, is pretty much done, probably around 25 by the time he's back. I should also mention um, Kieran Foren and, and Michael Morgan, both out for the season as well. So, uh, and Adahingana, another one. So a few guys there um, really dropping out. Uh, And, of course, that is the injury report for Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care. If you live in the Sydney region, give Pat a call or you can visit our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Click on the link for 20% off your first visit. It's not just sporting injuries, of course. Back and neck are his specialties. Um, Recommend Pat, you know, definitely if you live in the region, get out and see him if need be. Let's look at the best for round 15. Robert Jennings giving his brother, a bath. In the end, they had to switch Ryan Hoffman onto him, um, scoring four tries, 144 supercoach points. Michael Gordon, I tell you what, he was, um, he should have wore the different studs. He slipped over a couple of times, he threw a loose pass that could have led to another try. He still put up 138 points. Uh, What a day the Titans had against the Bulldogs, the hapless Bulldogs there at Belmore as well. Um, Alex Johnston, 126 points, another big game in that. Um, South's win over the Eels. Kalen Ponga, 117 against Melbourne. Unbelievable. We've said before on the show and on our recaps, his matchup up proof, that proves it. What a game. Joseph Tarpenny, 112. The Raiders really having the wood over the Tigers at the moment. Um, and Tarpany really cashing in there. Kevin Proctor and Ryan James also hitting 100 in that game versus um, the Bulldogs for Gold Coast. Uh, Ryan James is playing so well right now, so unlucky not to uh, have played Origin last weekend. And Blake Ferguson, he's been one of the best centre wingers to own, getting up there with 99 other guys like Cameron Munster also doing well. We said I think he was the highest rated on the predictor going into round 15 and hopefully put the captaincy on him because he didn't disappoint. And Jai Arrow, Pete, he seems like the 2RF to own, even... In spite of the fact of playing Origin right now, 90 points, he's putting up massive numbers. He really is. Uh, I think a couple people tipped a few years ago he's going to be the replacement for Corey Parker, who was, you know, the Super Coach god essentially. He really is turning into that now that he's moved to the Gold Coast and getting his opportunity.
1: Well, that's it. You know, um, you wouldn't have thought that he would be the type of guy maybe to to replace Corey Parker, as far as mentioning him in the, in the same sentence sort of thing, but. No, this season in particular, he's been fantastic, and I'm sure even from apart from a super coach point of view, the Broncos would be regretting letting him go. Um, he's an absolute workhorse. He's a bit like the, as you say, Corey Parker or Paul Gallant. Oliver just just goes and goes and goes, and you, yeah, you pretty much got to have him. He's he's become
0: almost as essential as someone like a Tamalolo. Let's go to the team changes now. Tyson Frazel is out for the Dragons. We mentioned um, DeBellin also in doubt. Uh, Jacob Host coming in into the starting line up there. Um, Luciano Leilua will come onto the bench. Um, Parramatta, well, they've lost Manu Ma'u as we said. So Niku Ora will get a chance in the back row. Should also be mentioned that Mitchell Moos is back. So Clint Gutherson will go to fullback. back Bevan French at the wing. Josh Hoffman is out and um, Varve, so, so uh, Varve will get a start there with Tim Manor moving to the bench. The Warriors, well, they're not as Stephen Kearney suggested he would do, not naming the Test stars. Although Hiku, Hiku, Luke, and Mamalo are all reserves. Um, Fusitua returns. Simon Menaring is going to start um, in the middle. First time he's going to do that this year. Carl Lawton will get the hooking role. Sam Cook and Jazz Tavanga coming in are via the interchange and Anthony Gelling in the centres. Um, the Sharks, well, we talked about Graham Lewis and Williams all out. Um, Aaron Woods is being switched over there. We'll talk about him a bit later in the show. He's on the interchange. Uh, Scott Sorensen and Kurt Cape will are the new second rowers. Both guys um, could be a good performers, supercoach-wise. Of course, the Sharks not playing next round, round 17, though. Um, the Roosters, well... We see Victor Radley named in the starting lineup with no board, Cordner and Mitchell Orbison moving to the centres. But we know that Radley will end up playing Locke and Isaac Liu will play second row. Nat Butcher, the other guy named there. Uh, Melbourne get back Billy Slater. Um, so Hughes goes to the bench, as does Joe Stimson with Sam Cassiano out. Ryan Hoffman will start. A big in for Penrith and Neville kick our owners, but it is at the expense of Harawira Naira, who's out injured. James Tamau also in for the injured. Regan Campbell-Gillard, Moses Leota joining the bench. For Manly, Aki Uate's out injured. so Brad Parker will come on the wing. Dylan Walker returns at 5'8". They've named Masessi Finu again at hooker. Whether the NRL allows him to play or not it remains to be seen. So Matt Wright back to the bench. Hodkinson also back to the bench. And in the reserves, Tom Wright and Kalepi Tanganoa. We thought his season might be done earlier in the year, but it looks like he will be back sooner rather than later. Um, Newcastle, they've lost Lachlan Fitzgibbon to to a suspension, so he'll be out for your Supercoach team in the next two weeks. Might be a good uh, week this week with the Supertrade round to move on from him. Um, we do see Jamie Brewer and Nathan Ross named as reserves, so we'll see if they come back this week or maybe after the bye. Um, the Bulldogs, where well they've lost Moses by Embi- um, Mid season trade and Aaron Woods. William Hopowadi will now play fullback. Brett Morris returns on the wing. Kerrid Holland replaces the inept, defensively inept John Olive in the centres. Marcelo Montoya also moves in one. Lachlan Lewis, nephew of Wally Lewis, gets the start in the halves ahead of Matt Frawley. This will be an interesting one. And Reese Martin also returning. And Ogahifi Og- 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 Ogden is um, on the interchange with Danny Fualo and Fanu F- 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 Brown. So a couple of interesting players coming in there and one returning in Martin, Pete. Um, make the Bulldogs somewhat um, super-coach relevant purely for cheapies.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Um, as you mentioned, Bruce Martin, since he, he made his debut there against Brisbane, up at got Suncourt there. Uh, it was about six weeks ago and he scored a try and, yeah, he was, he was super-coach uh, cheapy from that moment on, really. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's one of the few there um, but yeah, there's a um, Hopperwadi move to fullback, is an interesting one, which we'll discuss later on the show as well for the dogs.
0: Yeah, I really like Lachlan Lewis. I'm thinking if he chose anything this weekend, he'll be one of my two trades to bring in for the round 17 buy at obviously cheap as cost. The Broncos replace Tony Staggs with Tom Oppicic. Corbin Sims has also been added to the reserves there. The Raiders once again named Josh Hodgson at Hooker. He didn't start last week, but probably will this week, which means Sabila Havili needs to be moved on from maybe Robbie Farrier bring in because um, the West Tigers, of course, have named him as Hooker and he will play the full 80. Had a couple of good games with South, so I thought Pete, when Damien Cook was out, he's had a very reasonable cost, 380000 I think he's the man to trade in this week.
1: Absolutely agreed. It's, um, with, as you mentioned, with Cook, uh, when he was uh, um, unavailable with Origin and, and rested for the two games against Parramatta and, and Cronulla, I thought that uh, Barrett played really, really well um, to show his, his class, you know, he's international player. And it's a, a great pickup for the Tigers. Uh, they struggled in the hooking position this year, so tried a few options there. And, you know, with going back there is an 80-minute player. It's, mm. it's a, an absolutely massive in for a super
0: coach. They also swung a number of changes with Mo Semba also coming into that team at fullback. Corey Thompson on the wing, Naguama in the centres with no Mahe for Nua. Josh Reynolds returns at 5'8". Elijah Taylor will start out of Matt Eisenhutha goes to the bench. And Josh Alloway also gets the start ahead of Robbie Rocco, goes to reserve. And um, I think Tim Grant's also moved to reserve. No Matt Micklerick with M and Sue coming in there. Gold Coast get back Jared Wallace. So Jack Stockwell goes back to the bench. Campbell Graham returns for Souths ahead of um, so Highmore Hunt goes to the reserves. Um, obviously no Robbie in anywhere any, there anymore. And the Cowboys, um, Lachlan Coote, will play fullback with no Michael Morgan. Antonio Winterstein wins the wing spot back over Jarvid Bowen. Matt Scott also returning there for them. Um, predicted best, Damien Cook. Um, we've just talked about him and talked about him. He is clearly the best at the moment, and he's predicted to go very large against the Cowboys almost... Um, 100. Josh Reynolds is right up there mainly because of the matchup, and he's a um, good game when he played at dummy half a few weeks ago. Probably not as indicative of what's likely, um, but you know, the predictors saying that due to that matchup against the Titans. out has a really good matchup as well against Manly, uh, as does Kalen Ponga against the Bulldogs. Both of them um, are must plays. Ponga could be a captain option. Robbie Farrow, we mentioned just before, is in there. Ben Hunt, yeah. He's getting a bit of heat for the origin performance, but certainly halves against the Eels should do very well. And and Aitken's also on that list against Parramatta. Tahu Harris, um, named against the Sharks, has a nice uptick. And then we've got um, guys like Embi, Cleary, East Masters, Reese, Martin and Sean Johnson all in there as well. Um, go to the app. And there you can find it via the website, www.supercoachpros.com. Or um, you can go to the Google Play Store for Android or the App Store for Apple and iPhones and iPads and get all that information there. You've got the price rises, obviously, Robbie Farrow is a big one. Reese Martin's going to get a nice uptick. Ryan James is on fire, probably will play round 17. Um, so there's some guys there. Whereas the, the price drops, you look at guys like Sevilla Vili, got to move on from him because he's leaking money now. Tom Travorvich is going backwards, obviously not going to play again next week. Uh, so you might consider that. And Andrew Fafita, a guy we're going to talk about a bit later, he's due to lo- lose quite a bit of cash as well. Um, we've got so many tweets, Pete. I think we may as well get straight into It, it is the super trade round. I wanted to sort of br- um, touch on that a little bit, but we can do that as we read through the tweets and Facebook questions. Um, TVE asks, "Hey guys, hope it's not too late. Thoughts on trading in Hopper with a high break-even? Is Milford worth playing? Maybe a captain option. And luckily, lastly, sorry, stuck on who to play out of Tarpeny, Tavita Pangai, Alvaro Gallon, Tahu Harris, Vilkikau, Jaiaro, and Reese Martin. Have to pick three or four with no milk. Thanks heaps, Pete. There's a lot." to digest there. And he's got some good players in the forwards. Um, what do you make of that and and the Milford scenario?
1: Okay. Well, I'll, I'll uh, start with the easy one first. Milford as captain, I really don't, honestly, I can't sort of follow that because a couple of mm. years ago, like we used to talk about Anthony Milford a lot. And um, he, was, he was going really, really well. Um, the combination with Hunt up there meant that he was scoring a lot of uh, super coach points. Now, however, he's dropped right off. Um, like, I think he's... I was looking at his stats before, and he's looking at only about 30 or 40 points a game in recent games, and there's been nothing really uh, significant from him in recent times. Um, he's also got a, a low floor, too. Like, I think he had... Like a, like, sorry, had a low score of 18.
0: Yeah, very um, low floor that, this
1: year. That's just, you know, uh, in terms of captain, I I'd, I'd think... You know, I'd like to see his whole lineup, but um, there would be no way that I would be picking Milford as captain. Absolutely
0: no way. Yeah, I'm just wondering if these forwards are the way to go um, over backs, because we've seen, you know, that that's where you know you're sort of safe. And we've talked about kick out, great matchup against the Eagles, um, Brisbane against the Raiders. Raiders are starting to come good. Yes, there's a, there's a chance some of these guys, you know, we know Brisbane have a pretty good record against Canberra. Some of these guys, are, you know, if Brisbane are a win, they're probably winning by scoring 20 to 30 points. Um, Milford against his old club. I mean, there's a few things there to sort of say, but I, I'd probably take guy He's second highest rated Bronco um, this week, so I'd probably take him um, over Milford at, at this point, and then you're looking at Guys like Reese Martin, good matchup. As we said, Kiko, good matchup. Ty Harris, good matchup. And Jai Arrows, just Jai Arrow. I think he's got to play. So that's probably where I'm looking. Um, Under the radar asks lots of hype around Corey Oates. I'm not seeing it. He plays 17, but he is an AE nightmare. What do you make of Corey Oates, Pete?
1: Uh, once again. Um... A little bit inconsistent. Um, I don't think he's really been um, that outstanding. Once again, with the with the Broncos, a little bit up and down. He's been good, but I think that there there might be um, better options out there in his position. That's that's my, my opinion. I'm just. Um,
0: sorry, yeah, I up. like uh, Corey Oates. Um, probably one of the highest center wingers, in my opinion. Um, Fifty. Four, He's predicted to score this week. Obviously, he's going to play in round 17, you would think, unless Kevin Waters brings it. Surprise. Um, obviously, any of these guys, Kyle Feltz, another one, um, they're going to get low scores. Centre wingers will. We don't have four genuine, you know, high-floor centre winger options at the moment. Most seasons, it's hard to find. Usually, you're looking at maybe getting two second rowers in there that can play... Um, centre and wing in your supercoach team. Ryan Madison is one, but he's out at the moment. Um, players from past, Manu Ma'u, Tahu Harris, didn't have the dual position this year. So that loophole has been largely closed and it's been an impossibility for pretty much anyone, everyone, um, their centre and wing in position. So I, I think you have to go the other way. You have to pick six to seven um, players that have the ability to go large depending on matchups and then use the predictor to choose which four you're going to play each week. And yeah, you're going to suffer potentially in the auto-emergency. And are you going to use the auto-emergency with the VC loophole, or do you just have to trust the predictor and start plonking the C on guys that are expected to do well, like what Munster did last week? And I think that's where we're at with it, except for round 17, of course, where you're playing everyone and the VC loophole becomes a great option again. Cave Nevy asks, the Dragons in round 17 will be missing JDB, Frizzell, Vaughan, and Hunt, unless Hunt's dropped. Who do you have penciled in as their replacements? I've got Aumau front row. Um, however, who will start for JDB and Frizz, two of Sele, La Lua hosts. Got to be some value there for round 17 cover and cashing out for a non-playing reserve. Um, I'm not a big fan of just making trades for the sake of this round. Pete, I know we have spoke about that in regards to round 13 a few weeks ago. You're, you know, you've got a close eye on the Dragons. You go to most of their games. Um, obviously, Sele, Leilua or Host, probably Leilua's the one with the most upside. But none of these guys seem to be much value supercoach-wise on the surface.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You could, you, the thing is, um, Paul McGregor's been playing a little bit ducks and drakes with his with his fourth mm-hmm. uh, reserve this year. If you have a look, and so for example, in the Anzac Day game, he used uh, Jacob Host. Um, he used Reece Robson in one game, um, and these other guys. Yeah, I think even Zach
0: Limax had a game.
1: Yeah, at one point. Absolutely. Yeah, he got on there for about eight minutes or something in the yeah. house, I think it was. Um, so it's a little bit hard to. Uh, to say as to which ones he's going to use. You've also not mentioned Blake Lowry, who's been in the 21 a few times and played a bit of first grade last year. So he's another possibility. Um, It's really, really hard to say um, as to which one he's going to use. And based on what you're saying as well, Paul, I I agree with you in terms of not buying plays just for this round, just to fill a hole. Um, I I don't really agree with using a trade in in that regard. Yeah. so I would be very, very hesitant to pick up oh. one
0: of them. They may not play big no. minutes at all. And that's I mean, and we talked about auto-emergency in regards to Corey A. So, well, you've got to cop it. But Jacob Host, he's going to start this week. And then he'll probably start again next week. So you can pick him up now get a couple of weeks of value out of him. But then he becomes that AE nightmare. He's only playing 10 to 20 minutes on an edge you know, at the end of games just picking up almost no supercoach points and you'll be back where you started. I don't know. I don't know if it's worth the trade. If you've got heaps of trades up your sleeve, sure, otherwise, I don't know. He's also asked about Penrith halves. Do you have Tyrone May and Jerome Luai replacing Maloney and Cleary Loving Luai as an extra round 17 number and cashing out to an NPR? Well, the problem, with again, with Luai playing, if he's only doing one game, he's not going to get the cash for you. Tyrone May we really liked last year. So that made him. that's probably made him unaffordable this year. But yes, if May plays, he'll probably have some decent numbers supercoach-wise. He has a potential for that. But again, for one game, I'm not really looking at him. Eels Forever, he's is it... So- the- oh, sorry, mate. I
1: was going to say he's up against the Warriors as well, so I'd be very interested to see what the predictor would... Has- is- about the high-flying Warriors in the halves because they'll be up against Johnson and Blake Green, I would expect.
0: Yeah, the Warriors have um, been, tough been tough to score. They've mm-hmm. been tough to score against Supercoach Wise all year. Eels forever. Is it time to get off Fafita with Woods going to the Sharks? Um, pretty straight to the point. Fafita also due to lose a lot of money this week. What do you think about his minutes and that move? Um... And yeah, will it affect these other shark forwards?
1: Well, for me, I I don't think that um, it's going to impact uh, for that much. He's he's only just joined the club point one, but the other thing is looking at Fafida's recent uh, game times. He's only averaging about so the same last few weeks. He's averaging only about sixty minutes a game anyway, and I cannot see like he's basically pretty close to the best prop in the comp. He's not going to play any less than that. Um, so I can't see that Woods Woods going to that club will impact um, mm. will impact the feeder's well, time. It's basically a, a straight swap for his former Tiger teammate, see, a who's now dropped out of the 17.
0: Woods is, um, Woods is capable of playing.
1: Potentially, but,
0: yeah, Woods is yeah. capable of playing 60 minutes. So you've got Woods 60, for feeder 60. Pryor plays 40 and Gallon, you just mentioned, plays 60. That's 220 out of Mm your 240, which leaves Jason Bakuya. But with Graham and Lewis out, Bakuya could end up playing on the edge. Now, um, Sorensen and Cape will have been named there this round, but potentially Bakuya ends up there. Joseph Paulo's had a decent season, but, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He could drop back to really playing a bit-part role, 10, 20 minutes. And um, then... Everyone still gets their minutes. So there's, there's a way that it works. Um, another way is Woods only plays 40. I, I would say for Feeder only playing 40 is probably the last likelihood. Gallon playing less minutes would be more likely because of his age. Hayden says Is it worth getting Tamalolo if it means I can't play Harris? I'm very low on trades. Uh, Tamalolo is pretty much the best forward in the game so you've got to figure out how you're going to make that work but for this week Tohu Harris is a must play and if you're low on trades maybe you're just holding off a couple more weeks because obviously Tomalolo Alello um, and the Cowboys have a buy next week. Um, Dean up asks I know it was spoken about last week but Hopper from the Dogs looks a solid option they have a decent upcoming draw too. i um, that's a good one because TVE did also ask that we talked a lot about Milford, but we didn't talk about Hopewright. So TVE, this um, affects you as well, you and Dean. What do you reckon, Pete?
1: I think um, I'd, I'd be hanging on to him, or I'd be getting him if he can uh, if you can do it, because with the with the changes to the Bulldogs, um, so we you know they're not in great form, but he's now he's a quality player. Hopewright, he's been one of the few this year that's actually done something for the dogs. He looks like a threat when he gets the ball um, and he's now moved to fullback, which I think is his better position. We all know that you've know, you got more opportunity to score super coach points when you're when you playing fullback. You've got the opportunity to run the ball back more than you're doing so on in the centres where Hopawati has been um, and it, the bonus is that he plays in the, the round 17 uh, where the dogs, the dogs play and they're up against Canberra who can be a little bit dusty as well yeah, um, well, we saw you know, Tom
0: Dravorovic at the start of the year really um, go nuts nice, against the Raiders from the good. fullback position. Yeah. So there, it, yeah, yeah, there's some upside.
1: Yeah, so definitely, I think I'd be uh, I'd be hanging on to hoppewati and for one of our listeners and the other one, yeah, I'd be getting him if you if possibly can. It's, uh, I think he's a very good option.
0: He's played really well in a team that's. Hasn't been good this year. Mm. We'll, we'll hop wide. every week. When, you know, recap them, it's always, we'll hop in, of wide out a good game. We'll yeah. hop out. So at fullback, he should get more involved. Did well there last year. Uh, James Sarica asks, with Woods going to the Sharks, we've sort of heard this already, um, does this make feeder a trade-out? We're saying no. He's saying leaves just Sergius and to Power. the only other front rowers worth having. Well, to Power now, very late, a lot of delayed flights. I guess it's a chance he's not even going to play this week for Manly, and he, of course he'll miss next week. So maybe he's not even. Front rowers are becoming very tough to pick, Pete. They
1: are. It's it's been a funny old year in Super Um In previous years, we've had a we've had quite a few uh, that have been um, that have been really good, but um, yeah, as you say, like I think our, our listeners right there. There's there's very, very few. Sam Burgess is still a is still a standout, um, but. Like, even I was just having a quick, um, you, know, I, you know, I don't
0: think there's really, really anyone yeah. else there. That they've really tightened it up, haven't they? They guys like Paul Gallen used to be dual position front row, second yeah. row, and they've tightened that up, and it's yeah. been a bit difficult. I, I would rather, I, like not yeah. yeah, yeah, maybe Clemmer, but of course he won't play around 17. I, I would love. I know so this, is this, is. this is probably an off-season. This is probably an off-season debate. But I'd love them to change to middle third players and edge players. That'd be the ideal. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> Cameron McDonald asks, surely Reese Martin will get a run now? Yes, is the simple answer to that one. He will. Great timing for his owners because obviously next week it's all hands on deck. Jared Salman asks best replacements um, for Raymond Fatala Mariner for the run home. I'm focusing towards head to head finals and the dominator matchups. He also asks Tarek Sims worth a risk looking at their last four matchups. What are you thinking um, to get rid of um, for trading out Roman for Tala Mariner, Pete?
1: Well, we could have a look at um, the fellow that we just mentioned. If he hasn't got Reese Martin for Canterbury, he might be um, a worthwhile one.
0: Um, He does. I can read out his um, team: Fafita, Fafita, Sam Burgess. Payne Haas and Ryan James at front row, and Tal Malolo, mm-hmm. Jake Jaborovich, Tahoe Harris, out for Fatala Mariner, and Martin in the second rows. I guess the guy he's missing is Jai Arrow. That's the yeah, obvious yeah. one. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's <laughs> the one I was going to mention. Yes. <laughs>
0: uh,
1: he, yeah, Arrow would obviously, from what we've been saying in the show today, he's, uh, he'd, he'd be the one to, to get in there if he possibly can, I think. Um, uh, definitely. Yeah, I can't, can't go past him as an option. Um, Sims, yeah, he's not quite in the same class as him. and His, his form's sort of gone off a little bit lately, I've, I think. Um, hasn't been quite as he's dominated. Still been getting the, the big minutes and so on as a traditional second row has been. But, um you know, he got so many. Actually, oh, his last three rounds, he's averaged 67-7. So, he's, yeah, he's, he's a bad option either.
0: He's yeah. found found the, the found try the line. He's found the try line mm. a few times, which has helped, but obviously doesn't have that base stats that Arrow has. Uh, um, that's right. Yeah, Sims, Sims should play. play. You would think Sims will play in round 17? Yeah, um, absolutely. Like, unless,
1: help. You know, unless there's injuries to the origin, but you know, it would be unlikely if it gets selected.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, if there's an injury, that's that's... That's the key, isn't it? Because suddenly he was 18th man for game one. Suddenly he gets picked and you're like, oh, I just brought him in. (laughs) Well, that's the danger with Ryan James as well. (laughs) Yeah, very much so. I'm not a cartoon, asks Cody Walker for the run home or bring in Widder. Cody Walker's been good, Pete. The last few weeks I had him as a potential trade-out target before round 17, but now I'm thinking, hold through. Because he's been going that well.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's been outstanding, and Souths have just been on absolutely on fire. I've been very, very impressed with the way they're going. Um, they're getting the ball out to the back line. If you watch the game against Parramatta, it, the were fairly inept. Walker was just everywhere. Um, and it's an attractive brand of football, so your halves are able uh, to score decent supercoach points. Yeah, right very high ceiling. Makes a lot of ground. Yeah. Um, now I'd be keeping uh, Walker for sure. Widdop sort of gone off a little bit not as good as he was earlier on uh, there is a little question mark as to whether he'll play on Thursday night I think he probably will but um, I'd, no I'd be keeping Walker for sure
0: Yeah you can always bring Widdop in next week um, you know we don't like you say we don't know if he's going to play but at least the Dragons being the first game out of the blocks you can always um, reverse the trades if he's not named. Make sure you follow us on Twitter because we'll Tweet out those last-minute team changes. Um, He also asks, Hopawade at fullback a serious option or the dog's lacklustre attack keeping you away? Um, I think we've said we're we're probably okay bringing Hopawade in at this point. Um, And then the other question he's asked, would you hold or sell Roberts and or Milford over the next couple of weeks? Uh, Pete, neither have... Inspired the whole season. I think if you've still owned them now, that's that's a worry. Um, but I guess it's not too late to jump off.
1: Yeah, I yeah I wouldn't be keeping either of them. I don't think I was like I mentioned particularly about Milford earlier in the in the show. Um, they you once again back to this round seventeen thing. They do play in round seventeen. Um, um, although of course Roberts. If he's um, selected, well, I can't see any reason. I think he'd be selected for origin. I'm just surprised if he's not. Um, so he wouldn't play in that round seventeen anyway. if you're, you know, super concerned about that. But no, I, I don't think I'd be hanging on to either of them at the moment.
0: Timmy Mosks asks, Hey, guys, your thoughts on Ryan James for Fafita and is um, Alex Johnston a good centre and winger option? Don't want to be wasting trades. Um, I feel, I love Brian James, and I feel like it's a bit like for like James Feeder. i Um, I've got to say Alex Johnston's been good again. That South South style we talked about in regards to Cody Walker, I think it's just as relevant for Alex Johnston, Pete.
1: Absolutely, yeah. He's he's grown. What they what they've done with Seabold this year is he's moved him to fullback, which is his preferred position, and put Inglis in centres and. That's just been tremendous for Johnston um he's, he's a great young player wouldn't have been that far from from margin selection yeah, and he's just been he's just been great uh, What is he 508 thousand at the moment scored 126 points last week a three round average of 70 point3 five point5 5 round average 68.8 so he's consistent as uh, which is great so um now nah, he's he's a very very uh, well worthwhile option south's are going to be up there and firing for the rest of the year and Barring injury, no, he's a
0: good option. And finally, Lauren asks, who's the best second row options at the moment, in your opinions, and is Madison coming back any time soon? Um, you're looking at guys like Jake Jaborovich, Jason Tomololo, they're the big hitters. Lachlan Fitzgibbon, although he's going to be out for two weeks. You know, obviously, you can't pick Manu Mou now because he's out for a centre period. The guy I like, and... We see this every year, especially with the younger players, Pete, coming back from Origin and, and successful Origin campaigns and really stepping it up a gear. So Angus Crichton probably be a guy. I know we've yeah. already mentioned j r o for sure, and he's another one that will benefit from Origin. But Crichton, I would say, could be one that will really lift post-Origin.
1: Yeah, I should have mentioned Crichton earlier in the show. Now, he's once again benefiting from the South. Like, you know, last year, I think it was last year, it was his debut in... First grade, and he was he was really really good in, in a team that was, was struggling. I thought he he outshone the, all the Burgess brothers actually last year, and and yeah, like he's he's just going great guns. He's, he's only got a lower score of thirty nine, and how much do they want from him just under six fifty thousand. But geez, if you want to pay paying good quality, he'd be the he'd be the one to go to. And he's he's very um he wasn't overworked in Origin too. Like he wasn't playing eighty minutes. Um, no, he's been fantastic. So, no, he's, he's a very, very well worthwhile option. Once again, getting towards that and uh, getting up to that class of like a giant arrow sort of thing, he's, he's getting there.
0: Yep, I think those two guys are going to be the, the best uh, second rowers. I know that a few guys have been very consistent, guys like Matt Isaac, Aiden Guerra, John Sutton, a step below those guys we've yep. just mentioned. But a lot of a lot of solid contributors there, but probably you're looking at the really heavy hitters, um, and that's why even a guy fits Fitzgibbon out for the next two weeks probably holding on to him because of his upside any given week. All right, that does it for the show. Um, we didn't really get to it, but, Pete, just quickly, the super trade round, um, are you making any trades, the usual trades, or going bananas and going all five? <laughs>
1: At the moment, I think I'll just go the, the usual trades. Um, I'm pretty happy, like, you know, we're two-thirds of the way, almost two-thirds of the way through the season, so I'm pretty happy with the core of the side that I've got to be quite on. And as I said, I don't really believe in making trades just to fill a hole, so no, I'm I'm just going to be sticking with the usual, with the usual couple, I think.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to use three or four. I'm going to try to revamp a little bit, um, but we'll see. I agree with you. I think holding is the smarter option if you've got these good players that might be missing a game or two uh, around an origin. I'm not too worried about that. I'm liking my overall team, so probably want to keep that shape and keep as many trades as possible um, for the end of the season. But certainly a chance to, to make a couple and, and, and get a couple of guys in in time for Round 17. And that does it for the show. I am Paulie G. Paul Crusade. compete. competed... Thank you so much. Um, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. No problem. Um, yeah, pleasure as always. Go the Dragons. <laughs> Fair enough, too. They've been having a pretty, pretty good season, that's for sure. And, uh, of course, I am Paul Grissadka. Download the app. Uh, go to the website, www.supercoachpros.com to do that, or to Google Play Store and the App Store. And we will talk to you again next week, back on Tuesday night next week. Bye for now.